The engineer also doesn't know. And the businessman also doesn't know. Unfortunately, more than everybody else, the hafiz also doesn't know. That Allah Ta'ala has specially selected me for that which is best. But with honor comes responsibility also. What kind of honor? According to his responsibility. Somebody who is a street sweeper, he has that level of respect, that level of responsibility also. The person who is the mayor, lot of respect, lot of honor, lot of responsibility. He's a prime minister, accordingly, more responsibility. So likewise, the Hafiz of the Quran Sharif has got tremendous honor. Hafiz, we have heard repeatedly, our Safis are repeatedly explaining to us, every person that becomes a Hafiz and practices according to the Quran Sharif. That is a very important part of the Hadith Sharif, which often we forget. The person who learns the Quran Sharif, and he practices according to it. Man qara al Quran, tastawharahu, wa ahalla halalahu, wa harrama haram. Person who memorizes the Quran Sharif, and he acts according to the injunctions of the Quran Sharif. What is halal, or what is compulsory, he is fulfilling that. What is haram, he is staying away from it. Then, this person is going to get a great honor on the day of Qiyamah. According to the one hadith, his parents will be given the crown of Noor, which will be brighter than the sun. Other hadith is that this person will get 10 passports to Jannah, 11 passports, one of his own, another 10 to dish out to the ones. You get an entry pass. So the Hafiz will be given 10 entry passes to Jannah, extra, that those who were going towards Jahannam, he can take them to Jannah. Such a great honor. But together with that honor becomes responsibility. Now the responsibility of a Hafiz is that he is a person of the Quran Sharif. So the Quran Sharif will be in his heart, will be in his life also. The Quran Sharif will be in his eyes also. The Quran Sharif will be in his ears as well. Quran Sharif will be in his heart and every part of his body, meaning that his whole life, his whole self will be according to what the Quran Sharif wants him to be. Can you imagine what a thing the Hafiz has? Somebody, once Hazrat Muhammad Rahmatullah Kashmiri Sahib, Tawam Barakatuhu, great Ali from India, he had come to South Africa, so he was addressing the students in the Madrasa, and he said to them that he was once traveling by train, and there was one young boy, 12, 13 years old, maybe whatever, 10, 12 years old. So now in order to earn a living, poverty, poor background, so he was coming from person to person, asking them, please let me shine your shoes. So somebody will say, okay, fine, then now one, like in our context, maybe one time, actually one time. I was going from person to person, please let me shine your shoes one time. I was earning a living like that. There was somebody else who was more on the train, who was becoming a Hafiz. Who was a Hafiz? He told him, look at this, look at this poor boy. Morning to evening, he's walking around with what? With a shoe brush in his one hand, with the polish in the other hand. What is on his tongue? Please let me polish your shoes, please let me polish your shoes. And then he gets one guy, okay, thank you, next person, please let me polish your shoes. The whole day his tongue 
He said, please let me polish your shoes. One hand is a brush, one hand is a shoe polish. And he says, what Allah has just moved in front of you, Quran Sharif, from morning to evening. Your tongue reciting Quran Sharif, from morning to evening, especially somebody who full time lives, then sometimes in the course of that day, maybe 10 hours ago like this. In the hand, Quran Sharif. The tongue, Quran Sharif. Here, one owns recitation, or in a class, others are reciting Quran Sharif. The eye, looking at Quran Sharif. Sitting around Quran Sharif. And morning to evening, Quran Sharif. The Kalam of Allah. Can we compare this to you? What a great Nehmat, what a great bounty. But this great bounty requires that we have the gratitude for it also, the shukr for it. We appreciate what Allah Ta'ala has blessed us, this great opportunity. What is the shukr for this? That we love the Qur'an Sharif. Qur'an Sharif is in our heart, it comes into it, like in the hadith, the hadith last one says, Allah Ta'ala says, that when my servant becomes close to me, then I make him my beloved. After the faraid, then he makes, completes all the compulsory things, he's doing a lot of nawafil as well. Then he becomes beloved to me. Then I become his eyes with which he sees. I become his hands with which he holds. I become his tongue with which he speaks. What does it mean? Allah Ta'ala becomes somebody's eyes. Allah Ta'ala becomes somebody's tongue. Meaning he only sees that which Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. He only speaks that which Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. He will only touch that which Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. He will never touch something that is haram. He will never touch something that will be earning the displeasure of Allah. And when a person conducts his days of his while he is acquiring the Quran Sharif, in this manner, <coughs> that he is looking after his eyes, looking after his ears, his eyes are looking at any haram, his ears are listening to any haram, music, whatever else, any filthy talk, his tongue from speaking any filth, vulgar languages, whatever else, and he's looking after his heart, the heart which has to now be filled with the noor of Qur'an Sharif. And a person, for example now, you want to, somebody gives you one empty glass, another one to, you want to pour something in it, you want to pure milk. What is the natural thing that anybody does? This empty glass, first thing he looks inside. It's the natural reaction. First thing he looks inside to see is it clean. And if it is not clean, then the first thing he does is he wants to rinse it out. If it's clean, now he pours that milk in it. If it's dirty, no, no, can't pour this milk in this glass. So that utensil which is dirty, he won't pour anything clean in it. The heart is the utensil in which this Quran Sharif was come. If this heart is dirty, it's got all kinds of filth in it, all kinds of dirt in it, all kinds of shamelessness in it, all kinds of Allah forbid what not in it. Now how is this pure noor of the Qur'an Sharif going to come? The Qur'an Sharif, the noor of the Qur'an Sharif will come with taqwa. There are some people in the world, in this time as well, who know more of the of the Qur'an Sharif 
the most of the everybody person who hasn't studied beyond his formal study years, he didn't get into deep research, so he will know a lot. But somebody who is not dedicated in life in that field, he was teaching Hadith Sharif and teaching Tafsir, etc., and he will go into the finer details. So many would not have gone into those details which some of these people have gone into beyond what most people have done. But some of these people that we are talking about, they don't even have Imam. They don't even have Imam. And they can give you complete tafsir of the whole project. Is that going to benefit them in any way? They, whatever their motive is, sometimes the only reason they study it is to try and see how they can try and confuse people. Use the Quran wrongly, the tafsir wrongly to confuse people and take them away from Imam. For that purpose, they study the whole Quran and the tafsir and the hadith and so that how they can distort something somewhere and try to make people lose their Imam. But that person now has learned the tafsir. He knows it from top to bottom. Is it going to help him in it? Is it going to take him to Denver? Without that demand of no use. So likewise, this Quran Sharif we have in our hearts, we have to gain the nur of the Quran Sharif also. The nur of the Quran Sharif will come by a taqwa. Imam Shafir Fatullah great Imam of his time, that beautiful couplet of his, which every student will surely know of, that Shakaut Ila Waki in Su Akhiluvi, Ausani Ila Kartin Maas. Imam Shafir Fatullah Ali says, only I complain to my Ustad, Imam Waki Fatullah Ali. And he's giving this lesson himself. This was the cleanliness of their hearts, the class. He went to his Ustad and told the problem with my memory. A person of that caliber problem with his memory, meaning that he might have forgotten one thing by chance. Because he was the Imam of the time. So something maybe he just, something that he just realized, one thing I forgot. So he went to his Ustad to find out what happened, how, how can I forgot this? So the Ustad being Advice. See, you are worried about how you forgot one thing. Ta'usani ila tarqil ma'asi. So he gave me advice, give up sin. Now who are we talking about? Talking of the Imam of the time. What was his sin? His sin might be something that was a virtue for us. Might have been something, some little bit something makru might have happened by mistake. That must have been his sin. He's telling him, you want to keep this memory fresh and alive? If Ausani ila tarkil ma'asi. Fa inna al-ilma nurun min ilahi wa nurullahi la yu'tali asi. He said to him, this ilm, this knowledge of the Quran Sharif, this is a nur from Allah. And the nur from Allah will not come to one who is a sinner. So we all make, we all have our weaknesses. But the best person is the one who sincerely repents and comes back to life. The doors of Toba are wide open. As long as there is life, there is hope. But there is never delay. They talk about the 11th hour. So some people say, I'll, I'll repent at the 11th hour. So the question is, what happens if you pass away at 10.45? So again, all depending on the 11th hour, what happens if death comes at 10.45? And death can come suddenly, and it comes suddenly, and it comes to a person of any age. Now we sitting here right now, can you imagine now, suddenly Malakul Mawad will whisper in somebody's ear, <coughs> you've got 30 seconds, 
for 30 seconds. That too is just by way of understanding. Otherwise, you're not going to get that message that you have 30 seconds. Person goes in one moment. But supposing if you have this, suddenly this 30 seconds or 60 seconds or 90 seconds, you got 90 seconds, you're going now. Can you imagine what will run through the mind at that time? Allah forbid, when you will immediately think, hey, I wish I could quickly get hold of my phone and I delete all of this. Many would want to do that, they would want to delete many things. But why wait for the level they want to delete it? Because death could come at 1045. Death could come suddenly. So it should never be death or sorrow. There should never be anything that tomorrow which we will be embarrassed about. Anything that is locked can be unlocked. And then a person passes away, anything that was locked will be unlocked. Every cupboard will be unlocked. Every whatever shelf will be opened out. Every locked phone will be unlocked. And everything will be exposed in front of everyone. So, whether anybody else gets to see the Lord, Allah Ta'ala is saying. Allah Ta'ala is watching. Allah Ta'ala is aware of everything. He was out in the jungle somewhere, according to some relations with Umar and some say that Abdullah bin Umar and as he is going along, there was one shepherd who was going along with a flock of sheep. He told him, look, I need some milk, give me some milk. Because this was a common thing that travelers and so on from the sheep, they would just let them have some milk. So this shepherd told me, look, I am just a shepherd, I am not the owner. I am not the owner, so I can't give you any milk. I don't have the permission from my master to give milk to anybody. I can't give it to you. Now, personally, the shepherd is out in the gangles. He is not in a, living in the middle of the city and town where he has the opportunity to all the time be listening to advices, being in the company of pious people and so on. So it's not expected that out there, somebody who's there at night in the jungles will have this level of taqwa also. Not generally expected. So he was very surprised, mashallah, this person has this level of taqwa. So he just wanted to test him a little bit more. Let's see how much water he is in. So he told him, okay, let's see. Let, let me give you another proposition. I'll suggest something. You sell me one sheep. You sell me one sheep. I'll give you the money for it. I'll have the sheep, so on my journey now, whenever I need the milk, I'll be able to have the milk. And you'll have the money. And you pocket the money for yourself, then you're going to go back to the pastors and ask me, you went with 20 sheep, you came with 90, what happened? So this is not an uncommon thing. From time to time, the wolf comes and eats, captures one sheep, attacks one sheep and takes it away. So it's nothing uncommon. This is something that happens from time to time. All the time the wolf came and took one sheep away. Now he was testing him to see what is his response. What is going to be his reaction. Now he the shepherd, he is not somebody who had the opportunity of sitting there night reading Quran Sharif. He didn't have the opportunity of being in the company of the great people of that time. He is now, days are out in the jungle raising sheep. But when he heard this, he immediately started shouting over and over again. فَأَيْنَ اللَّهِ فَأَيْنَ اللَّهِ If you are saying, pocket the money, tell your master that the roof came and ate the sheep away, where is Allah? 
اللہ
beyond the person, that this is a physical experience. And when a person eats something sweet, puts something sweet in his mouth, then from sometimes he gets to throw his feel the sweetness. So that's a physical experience. This food is a physical thing. He will feel the joy of Iman within himself. The taste of Iman in there. Now, this is the one aspect that, especially in terms of the plantry, to the extent that the person will look after his style, his days, from looking at Haram, I think that there will be sometimes this type of war between himself and Nafs. The Nafs is driving in one direction, and the fear of Allah is driving in another side. And in the process of time, the heart gets broken. It breaks in a whole lot of pieces sometimes. But there's something not to worry about. Because when the heart breaks for Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala shows that heart, that broken heart, and mends it with the sweetness of Iman. Allah Ta'ala mends this broken heart with His love. So this is something that one should, it's an uh, opportunity that in that occasion day, and a person will now suddenly be dragged to look in a certain direction, look at the phone, look at that whatever else on the website or something, but at that time the fear of Allah Allah came in front, please don't do this. And he didn't give him, and he felt his heart breaking him. But in that broken heart, the love of Allah Allah was finished. So one is taqwa, and especially looking after the days. Other thing is, we can never compromise on his adab. Aspect of adab, respect, there is no limit to how much a person can gain through other. Very well-known Urdu saying, Ba adab, ba nasib, be adab, be nasib. Ba adab, ba nasib, person who has adab, who has respect, he will gain a lot, he will be very fortunate. And be adab, person without respect, he will be deprived. This is something history has borne testimony to this throughout the ages. Somebody who had adult, then they gained a lot. There was one woman, elderly woman, she just knew the basics of being, carried on in her life, performed the basics of being, never knew one word of Arabic, to speak or understand. Now she's on her deathbed. Suddenly, while on her deathbed, she is speaking in fluent Arabic. She never spoke Arabic her whole life. She didn't know Arabic, didn't understand Arabic. And now on her deathbed, an elderly lady in India, she is talking fluent Arabic. And she says, Inna haveen The people around her didn't know what she saying. They call her Arabic to say, please, listen and tell us what she what is she saying. We've never heard her speak Arabic the whole life. And she's speaking in fluent Arabic. When he came and heard, he said, this is what she's saying. What she's saying is that these two people, which two people she can see? Others can't see. In the last moments of life, the unseen starts becoming seen. A person sees the angels coming. If they are the angels of Rahmat, of mercy, because he's a good person, he's a pious person, the person already sees the angels of Rahmat and his Enjoyment and happiness cannot be contained now. Many people, as they are passing away, people are still see the sign. 
And if it is a person that is going to be taken by the angels of punishment and azar, person can see that also. He is already in a state of panic. So any case, she can see two people, others can't see. And she's saying, these two people are saying to me, Udkhuli al-Jannah. You go straight to Jannah. And she said to us a few times, and then shortly later she passed away. Everybody was amazed, not something that happens normally. Sometimes Allah Ta'ala makes certain things happen, become apparent, become known, to give everybody else a lesson. So now this was amazing. Obviously it became a proper thing, and now people started becoming curious that they, what is the value of this? There must be something very special about this person. Must have been something special about it. So, the son fired from the family, he says, you're ordinary person performing a salah, doing the basis of me, and taking care of her household, there must be something specific about her. So we just had one, one issue, one thing was very notable in her, that whenever the Azam was to be called out, so the sound of the Azam would come, she would immediately stop everything, whatever she would do, she stop. And she wouldn't allow any child, anybody also to now continue playing or do anything, everybody must stop and listen to the Azam attentively and reply to the Azam. So the ulama of the time, when they heard this, they said, look, this apparently is the reason of death, but this other, this respect that she showed to the Azam, and because she made a very strong point about it, that everybody must respect the Azam, Allah bless her with this very Mubarak way of living the dunya. So this other is something we cannot compromise on, other of the Quran today, how we hold the Quran today, it's very, very tragic, very sad, so many times you see it and talk to somebody there, then confess about it too. That by how you take the Quran you go to school in the morning and whatever else, where's your Quran Shari? So, since where's your school books, where do you keep your school books first? He says, no, I'm carrying a habit of the school books. In your Quran Shari? So now he first keeps crying, he says, no, the Quran Shari also is there. The Quran Shari is gone in the back, it's behind one's back. So he is throwing the Quran Shari behind one's back. Previously, in our young days, we always seen, before us, everybody would have also seen, Quran Shari will always stand in a Juzdan on the chest, at the heart of the person. The Quran was close to his heart. Now the Quran is going behind the back. Allah forbid Allah will protect us and save us. How the Quran Shari is handled, how we keep it, how we look at it, how we hold it. And what do we speak in front of the Quran Shari? Sometimes the Quran Shari is open, and a person is talking all kinds of things, a person is doing all kinds of things. This is against the respect of the Quran Shari. So the other than the respect of the Qur'an Shari, the respect of our Asadullah, of our stars, this is of fundamental importance. This has never happened, it has never happened that a person carried on showing disrespect to his Ustad and didn't make amends and he then still succeeded in life. Let alone in being, even his dunya went haywire. Numerous instances, numerous examples of how this, how many times this kind of thing happened. That a person, I in my own short life, I still try to, like to think I've done, I'm not done anymore. But any case, in the short life, I have seen so many examples myself of somebody did something of disrespect and how it hit back 
And let alone deen, deen when even the person's dunya was in turmoil. Dunya also was in turmoil. And ultimately, no, no apparent reason why things are just not working out. One problem after the other, major problems. The person's life is totally busy and turmoil. But those who knew what happened before, Allah knows that. But the link is so obvious. And especially when these kind of things are numerous incidents of the same. If somebody did something of this mistake, and how we think that? So we can never, we want to progress, progress can not happen without other. Ba adab, ba nasib. Be adab, be nasib. Allah is Great alim and personality once gave a topic of Udasa to the students. I think that he mentioned that one person in India decided to do a survey of people that are successful in every field. He didn't even confine his survey to Muslims, even non-Muslims. And to every field, somebody in the medical field, somebody in the engineering field, somebody personal excel. One is on the average in the norm, somebody who really became distinguished in whatever field, to the extent that he even went to some people famous for their free time. A free time was so famous about that. Some people could do a really good job. People who knew them would go past others and go to them. So he went and spoke to all these people and interviewed them. Tell me about your background, what you did, where you learned, whatever else. And all these people, Muslim or non-Muslim, to the extent of that free time also. The one common thing he found with all of those who excelled, the common thing was they respected their teachers. Whether the teacher was the one Muslim teaching them something in medical school or how to choose shine, but they respected their teacher, they progressed in dunya. Without Iman, obviously Akhirat is lost. But in dunya also, the dunya also became easy for those who had respect for their teachers. Without this respect, nobody has made any success of anything. And anybody who has made a success of anything, then they have definitely been together with other things. It's not the only thing, but one of the main ingredients in the person's success was other. Ba adab, ba nasib. Be adab, be nasib. To the extent of a person's adab, he gain a lot. Without adab, person will get deprived. So Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with this very great and a very great bounty. Our whole life, we spend in sugar for this great amount and bounty, we can never fulfill the right of the sugar. But what is the reality of the sugar is that now we conduct ourselves according to the Quran. Otherwise, learning the Quran can become a bigger difficulty for us if we didn't practice upon it. On the day of Qiyamah, the Quran will come and testify against the person. Well, Quran is not getting lucky or away. Ya Allah, this person learned me, but didn't practice according to me. Ya Allah, you give me double punishment. Allah, Allah, protect us and save us. So, Allah, Allah, this person is a great bounty. Allah, Allah, mercy is limitless. We need to nevertheless move to take it. We conduct ourselves in the way that the Quran says wants us to conduct ourselves. And we keep in the company for Satya Ikram, keep in their direction, even the day after we have completed this. It's not that now this is the end of it. We keep a close contact, close relationship with our staff, keep taking their advice, everything, whether in our personal life they can also. But to the extent we will keep this bond, we keep this contact, inshallah we'll see how we will progress from stage to stage. Allah Ta'ala give me all of us a topic.
Let them accept one and all. Let them make everybody's things very easy. Let them make it a means of great benefit to one and all in dunya and in akhirat as well. ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقل عذابنا ربنا أهدنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة عام واجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم نسألك من خير ما نسألك منه منك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعانك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله الصالحين الحمد لله